You can support our podcast and our organization by visiting our PayPal at paypal.me slash woman of Lynn or visiting our company cash app at cash tag Tamani Lynn. Hi, ladies of Lynn. Happy Friday. If this is your first ever listening on the Woman Lynn podcast, my name is Tamani Lynn and I'm the founder and CEO of Women of Lynn, which is a women's empowerment organization that is dedicated to uplifting, empowering, and inspiring all women to be bosses through support and networking. We partake in a variation of different initiatives like community service. We have an international motivational podcast like this one. We do webinars, seminars, workshops, you name it. basically do it, sis. We're going to see one shop shop for empowerment. And you are listening to the Woman Podcast, where I sit down with female entrepreneurs or Debbie bosses, rather, which is what we like to call them. And I sit down with them and I talk with them not only about the topic at hand, but also their journeys of becoming bosses up until the point that we record this episode. With that being said, you ladies know we have nothing but the best of the best Debbie bosses with each and every episode. And this Debbie boss is a 26 year old and a Baltimore, Maryland native. She currently attends Morgan State University for architectural and environmental design. Most know her as a neon light artist from social media but she considers herself just an artist that enjoys a variety of mediums and isn't afraid to experiment above all she is a mother to an amazing four-year-old boy named tristan who inspires her to be the best version of herself each and every day so with that being said please welcome the amazing miss selena carter everyone Hi, you guys. Nice to be here with you today. I'm so excited. Yes, so happy to have you, ladies. Right before we started recording, uh, we were talking a little bit, and I was telling Selena how inspiring, you know, what she does is because we initially um, found Selena. I think y'all know, everybody knows Jada Waiter. You know, Jada posted <laughs> her uh, neon light sign. I think it's it's actually in her new apartment, and this is the W boss behind that neon light sign that went viral. So this week, we're going to be hopping into, of course, the topic this week, which is City on Your Back, which is basically going to be a really transparent episode talking about how your roots can affect you as an entrepreneur, positively or negatively. Of course, as we stated a few moments ago, she is a product of Baltimore City. So we are going to be sitting down and hopping into everything this week. So with that being said, love, before we hop into the topic this week, a little bit more in depth of the city being on your back. Give us a little bit more about yourself. Where are you from? Tell us all about you before we hop into the topic this week. Um, well, yeah, you guys know my name is Selena. Um, and like you said, I grew up in Baltimore. Um, I, I think it's so crazy that people even want to talk to me because I still think about myself as like just a crazy regular little girl <laughs> that's like and likes to sit in her house and just, you know, stay to herself. But um, yeah, I grew up in Baltimore. I was born at Johns Hopkins. Um I grew up in West Baltimore, right across the street from Mondawmin Mall. Um, a lot of you may know it from uh, CNN when we had the riots here. It was like one of the malls that, you know, they had us blasted um, on worldwide news. But yeah, I grew up in um, a city that I like to say shaped the woman I am today and inspires me to become even a better woman every single day I wake up. Um, 
I went to Baltimore public school systems my entire life. Uh, a lot of people may know, a lot of people in the city may know me. I went to a, a famous, well, one of the, uh, it is the oldest all-girls uh, public school in the country. It's called Western High School. And um, I graduated in 2012. And I mean, I, I, I went to school, like college right after uh, I graduated high school, but then I ended up dropping out. So I was a dropout for a while. And then I, a lot of people saw me waitressing. If you're from Baltimore, you saw me. I waited at a ton of restaurants. I was a waitress while I was learning myself and trying to figure out, make life decisions when I was about 18 through 24, 25 years old. And then I finally, like, I had, I became a mother in 2016, and that was kind of like a turning point for me in my life. And I was just like, you know, I don't want to be waiting on tables the rest of my life. I was like, I got to make something happen. And I ended up enrolling at Morgan State University in 2018 for architecture. And that, um, that was really like the turning point of my life. And um, I gained a lot of clarity about my path and my passions and I ended up quitting waitressing one day in 2019 I just was like I'm about to do this entrepreneurship journey I'm about to start it something was just really calling me to it and I just randomly quit Cheesecake Factory one day wow and the rest is history and now yeah I'm I'm here talking to you wow that ties perfectly into my next question which is crazy what inspired you to start your very own neon design company design house 1129 that has caught the eye of celebrities and notable influencers like what was your what was your moment where you were like I have to do this I have to start this I'm about to quit this job today what was that moment for you to be totally honest with you I was, it was the first year after architecture school had ended, and I came back into my sophomore year, this is fall 2019, and after completing one year of architecture school, mind you, I'm an older, a mature student coming back to school, and this time around, I'm just understanding that, like, you know, I have a ton of of more responsibilities than I, you know, the regular 18, 19, 21, you know, with no kids in college, I just have more responsibilities and I, you know, I have to keep my life going. I have to keep, you know, my home life going. I have to pay bills. But then at the same time, I really do want to pursue this passion of architecture. And if anybody, if you guys don't know, architecture school is so demanding. So they, they tell us studio culture requires 40 hours a week, basically. And, that's a full-time job. So I'm, mind you, I'm waitressing and I'm at the tables trying to make money for bills. And I'm just like, well, something's not going to work. I can't work 40 hours waitressing and do 40 hours of architecture school and be a mom and do my art. And, you know, it was just too much and have time for myself. So I was like, something has to, something has to give. And it was waitressing. So after I quit, it was never supposed to be a guys I'm, I'm being so honest when I say it was never supposed to be neon signs I was sitting in studio one day after I had quit I literally had just had a conversation with one of my studio professors his name is um, Professor Meg shout out to Professor Meg he's like one of my favorite professors at Morgan and he I'm telling him I quit and I was like I, you know this is it like I, I'm ready to jump off the porch I don't know what it's gonna be I didn't have a plan about neon signs I didn't know how to make neon signs 
I saw something like maybe on Pinterest or YouTube. I, I'm a big YouTube fan, so I'm always watching. It always inspires me to try new stuff. I think I saw somebody do something like really arts and crafty, and then I was like, you know what? I have a laser cutter downstairs. I have access to uh, you know large machinery that the average person that I actually know how to use because of architecture school. Mm-hmm. And I said that already in itself is putting me ahead of the game. I'm learning all these programs. I said I need to apply these concepts to a project or just a freelance project, just something on my own. Just start to show people that I can do things. And that was really just my mind frame. And when I tell you I made the most janky, my, I was in uh, Phoebus making the most jankiest <laughs> on light you ever will imagine. And when I tell you I posted this and it went viral, that was ac- that was accidental. I never meant, I just wanted to show people I was making something and it never was intended for it to be a business. So what inspired me? I couldn't even tell you. I mean, I literally probably saw something and just tried it and I just posted. It was never really, and I, it was really a self-taught process. Nobody, you know, it wasn't like I watched a tutorial. I was just ordered some stuff and I just tried it out. And um, it's a basic concept of like electricity and positive and negative. Mm-hmm. And I just applied all these different ideas together. And I was like, you know what? Let me do it. And people liked it. Till this day, I'm still, I, I can, I go back and look at my old Twitter posts and I'm like, wow, like, I, I, I'm, I'm in awe that people even took to it at, like the way that they did. Yes, it is so crazy how things work in their divine order. It's crazy that, you know, you went to architectural design school and the fact that your business is doing so well just because of the fact that you were a student and you wouldn't have known how to do those things before, it was definitely meant to be. So that was that's very inspiring all in itself. So thank you for sharing that. So let's go ahead and hop into the topic of city on your back. So again, ladies, as I was saying earlier in the beginning of our episode, we wanted to sit down this week with a special W Boss guest who is a product of her environment and product of her surroundings, of course, and, you know, a product of her roots. And this kind of speaks to why she goes so hard with her business today, right? And I feel as though a lot of bosses, of course, our roots are very important with the things that we do, which is what we were talking about last week as well. So this is just an extension of our overall point these last couple of weeks so with that being said selena how do you feel as though your surroundings or upbringing can affect your success positively or negatively this is such a great question because um growing up in baltimore like everybody has so many different backgrounds like you 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 could be you could be a less fortunate child and you know still have really good roots still have really a really good foundation of family and community and support or you 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 could be a less fortunate child that doesn't have any of those things and your experiences and your relationships growing up could you know alter your life in a completely different way so i tell people like I ask people this question a lot, too, because I know personally for me, like my dad, he's been a contractor. He does residential and commercial contracting. He's been doing that for, what, 24 years, so basically like all my life. My grandfather on my mother's side ran a commercial contracting business, so they were always in the construction industry. So growing up, I always was on job sites seeing, you know, my grandparents 
they had they used to build furniture. If anybody's from listening from Baltimore, there used to be a mall um, called Owens Mills. My grandfather's company built all the cafeteria furniture in there. Like it, it's a lot of things that I saw growing up and that interest me. Little did I know as a child, but those visions I constantly have of my childhood, I have those memories of being around the built environment and people making environments come alive. So I know for sure. And actually, I tell I tell this story a lot. I tell I say to my father a lot because my dad inspires me so much because he's such a he's a creative in his own way and he doesn't even really see it. But he has an eye for design, even though he had no formal education on it. He is very meticulous. He he has an eye for measurements and all of that. So, and his my dad inspires me so much to the point where I tell people like, you know, the people around you, little do you know from day one, are shaping you into the person that you're going to be. And sometimes I feel like people accept it and they're they're really there you know, letting it marinate on their brains. And then some people, um, they reject it and they, they see what their parents do and they're not really into it, which is cool too. My mom, she is, my mom, actually my mom inspires me a lot too, because my mom growing up, she struggled. She was going back to school to get her degree because she had me when she was 18. She, you know, dropped out of school, had my sister and my brother, got caught up in life. And my mother always was in school and trying to finish her degree. And we ended, the year I graduated high school, my mom graduated and got her first bachelor's degree. So, you know, my mom was always really into education. She was always like, school is important. She always you know, press that message into our head so that those message, you know, that message from her is always constantly in my brain to keep me going about, you know, learning never stops. It doesn't matter how old you are, you're going to continue to learn. And the more you continue to learn, the better of a person you'll be, a more valuable person that you'll be. And the combination of my parents together is why is why I am the woman that I am today. And I totally acknowledge that. And I'm like super appreciative to them about it every single day. But um, but growing up in Baltimore, it's it's crazy because I, you know, we grew up in a city that and especially if you grew up in West Baltimore, um, it's it's crazy because we grow up seeing a lot of our neighborhoods are drug ridden. There's a ton of drugs on the streets. There's a lot of violence. Of course, everybody knows that. And a lot of the violence stems from a lot of the drug the drug problem. And, you know, it's as a child growing up here, and a lot of us, we suffer from this. We grow up seeing... I don't know if you've ever been to Baltimore, but um, we grow up seeing, like... Not a beautiful place. Like, Baltimore isn't... A lot of people see, like, downtown Baltimore, pictures of downtown Baltimore and this and that, but West Baltimore isn't the most inspiring place to grow up as a child. You know, the the city has been neglected for... Since Martin Luther King riots in 1968, when Martin Luther King got assassinated, Baltimore had a riot that year, and a lot of people destroyed the neighborhoods or whatever the case may be. And the city decided never to fix it up. So just imagine generation, another generation of kids coming up and we're seeing that that mm. the city really doesn't care about the environment that we live in. They don't care about the schools that we go to. The schools haven't been updated. The air conditioning, we go to school with no air conditioning, no heat. It's been plenty of years I've been in school. I had to wear my coat 
all through the winter because there was no heat or times that you know the school was closed down because it was so unbearable to be in the building like you know but then maybe a couple you know I, I for middle school I went across I went to a school across the street from a private school and you see how the more privileged kids they have better facilities than us they have better opportunities for them and a lot of us you know you don't realize it growing up that we get the short end of the stick and we don't see the things that were you know that probably will inspire us to be great people so um I'm forever grateful to my parents that my parents, even though we weren't, you know, rich people, my mother had to send us to public school. We never were people that like went on vacation. So I never got like exposure to different places or anything. Regardless of that, my parents still tried, you know, did their best to expose me to as much as they can as the best they could, you know, and um, everybody doesn't have that. So, um, you know, if you have good, a good background and good upbringing and good roots, in in house and I and I encourage everybody to uh, to create that space in house because sometimes the space outside of your house doesn't reflect that. Whether you have children or you don't have children, this you know the space you occupy on a daily basis does really affect the person that you end up being. So um, yeah, that's really my advice about upbringing and roots. Is you know if you have it, appreciate it. Don't fight it. You know, and especially if you don't have people exploring you as a child because that's the time when they're supposed to be doing that. My mom always knew I was an artist. My mom knew I liked to draw. My mom, she always signed me up for art classes and she always nurtured that part of me. So if you don't have that type of upbringing, I recommend that you do that for yourself as an adult. Try different things. Try things that may help you explore what you like and what you don't like because you only get one life. You know, and it sucks if you're going to do stuff that you don't like to do or doesn't bring you any happiness. So, you know, um, regardless of upbringing, you know, um, it shapes who you are. But you bring, you know, we only have 18 years with your parents or whoever. You know, after that, you have to bring yourself up. You have to continue to build yourself up as an adult. So um, just cherish, cherish every part of your space that you occupy. Work, home, friends, uh, where you go out on Friday, Saturday night. It all is upbringing. And I don't think upbringing really, like, stops until you're, like, an old, old lady or man. <laughs> <laughs> As a boss, do you feel as though your work ethic is tied to your roots and why? Definitely. My daddy, he gets up every day. Okay, my dad waking up every... My dad in the construction industry, he always woke up 5, 6 o'clock in the morning. This man would get come in my room and scream at me and say, the world starts at 5 o'clock in the morning. You need to get up, like... Those messages from my parents about not being lazy and, you know, working hard is because they were hardworking people. By My parents were always by any means necessary type of people. They were always risk takers. Even, even though it may not be like risk I'm taking today, you know, my parents always were those type of people. So, yeah, definitely. Like, I, it's plenty of days I'm standing here doing my lights and I'm, you know, I'm tired. Or, you know, I don't feel like doing my homework right after I didn't work 10 hours of doing lights. And I hear my mother in the back like, it, it doesn't matter if you have to stay up all night. You have to get it done. You know, little mm-hmm. stuff like that makes me 
makes me have hustle hearts. Like, makes me hustle even harder. Because my parents were hustlers. Like, it's in me. It's not on me. It's, it's in me. <laughs> mm. It's not on me. It's in me. When you began to receive recognition for your business outside of your city, Baltimore, how did that feel initially? Honestly, that... It wasn't shocking because a lot of people probably don't even know this about me, but before I even had my son, I sold hair. I had a hair business. That was like my first trial run with entrepreneurship. And I stopped selling hair. It, it was cool. People did order from me outside of the state of Maryland because I did have a little bit of attraction on some social platforms. Not like how I do now, but... I, you know, some people did see me outside of the state. So when people started seeing my lights, of course, it was on a way bigger scale, but I wasn't shocked. Like, I was just saying, you know, yes, like, at least people are seeing me and they're vibing with something that I really take to, too, or I'm really passionate about, too. So it never surprises me when people from other places, I think that's the most, that's the beautiful thing about social media that is keeping so many of us connected across state lines, across, you know, territories, wherever people, it's people over in United, the United Kingdom that hit me up and want to sign. And I'm like, wow, you know, just because a little internet action, like people know who I am and that's, you know, I'm not surprised by it. I think that's the sooner that you, Understand that the power of social media is it connect it can reach out to each and every person that's on there. It's never a surprising thing anymore. It's just about how you're going to get to them. With now celebrity recognition, how do you feel as though the people from your hometown have had an impact on you getting that? Hmm. Honestly, I don't. The thing about Baltimore is especially my generation, mm -hmm. a lot of us want to see Baltimore be better. Mm -hmm. So I think a lot of, you know, my peers, I call them, you know, they're my peers. Um, they appreciate that I do something so different from everybody. And in Baltimore, a lot of us don't have or don't show that we have talent or that we're willing to step out of the norm of what everybody else is doing so I think it's a big thing that my city supports me and that you know it doesn't matter who they are the lash girls the hair girls they all reach out to me because you know I it's very rare that you're going to meet a black girl that makes lights. Like, or if you ever meet a girl that makes lights again, or I was probably ever the first black girl that people knew to make lights. So, um, I say, I think they just appreciate, you know, and they, you know, they, they show love because they see how hard I go and that a lot of people know me here. So they, um, you know, they see, we support each other. That's really the bottom line about it. Like people can say, I don't know if anybody has this negative, stigma about Baltimore but we all support each other we all somebody's post something we all go buy this person's clothes we all go support this person's restaurant and I think it's always been like that especially with us you know coming up the only time people feel like um their hometown isn't vibing with them I feel like that's because you don't get out and you don't you don't connect with your city like mm -hmm. a lot of people knew me already and 
a lot of people I feel like have respect for me just because I'm a respectful person back and when people see me out in public I speak they speak back it's a mutual respect thing and then now that I have something that they can support it was it was effortless almost what do you think are the main key factors in growing a business outside of your hometown and how can other bosses do what you've done when I was in limbo trying to figure out how to what business I was going to start or how I was going to even develop a marketing strategy, even before I even quit Cheesecake, I was studying social media like it was a book. I wasn't on social media to take pictures and to show people who, you know, show my face or anything. I was watching girls like Jada and, you know, uh, when the internet girl thing really started becoming it really was the youtube girls that got me into the social media and learning how to market on here my biggest advice to anybody whatever you want to do is that you need to learn social media it's a it's a it's a science and it's a a science that if you get good at it it'll it'll work itself out for you it'll become your marketing strategy people ask me all the time like do you spend money on marketing or da da da? Do you spend money on ads? And I'm like, I'm like, no. I haven't spent one dollar in ads since I've been in business, and I get millions and millions of impressions. And it's only because one, I stay organic, I stay true to who I am in the process of me being a social media figure, and then on top of being outside of your hometown is definitely a content thing. Like, you have to make content that people will want to stop down their timeline and physically watch, like, catch their attention. Between you learning the algorithms and what people don't like and do like to see on social media and then creating bomb content, you're going to reach anybody. You're going to reach people on the other side of the world. It doesn't matter. But that's my advice to you. If you want to get outside of your hometown, learn the social media guru. All the little, it's like a, it's like magic tricks on there. I'm, I'm dead certain. <laughs> yes, social media is so powerful, especially when you know how to use it. Last but not least, Selena, what are some general tips and pointers that you can give to the Debbie Boss listening on ways that they can boss up with their companies during this time and expand out of their hometown? For sure, I would say stay authentic. Please, 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 please do not try to be like other people. Like, if anything, try to do something you've never seen anybody do. And even if it's, you know, a version of something you've already seen, try to make it your own. I think that sits well with people when they see different things today especially in 2021 as much as as much content has come that comes across our eyes every single day people appreciate you being you and being the real you especially on social media um for sure be creative art i don't to my artists if you're an artist just stay creative keep your mind open don't burn yourself out trying to force something that isn't happening if it's gonna happen it's gonna happen promote yourself unapologetically on these social medias if people do not like you they will unfollow you and that is okay the people who do like you i don't care if you have 50 followers 
if 50 of those people buy something that's worth $10 from you, you know, once a month starting out, you done made, you made $500 more than you made the last month. I don't care if you had 5,000 followers or 50 followers. If you sell 10 things to those 50 people, you're going to make money, you know? Mm-hmm. Focus on who your audience is, tend to who that is. Don't worry about trying to get an audience that isn't there. The people who follow you, follow you for a reason. And start to learn, start to interact with them and start to see, understand what they want to see from you. And definitely share, again, my last thing would definitely, definitely be to share your journey. Show people when you are struggling with something. Show people when you've made mistakes own up to that shit people like when you're real and i definitely i did it i did it unconsciously because i was um i was in the business and the light thing was just so new to me and i had to evolve in lights so you know i did it unconsciously by showing people my growth but definitely let people see your growth they'll appreciate that even more that'll add to your authenticity of who you are and it'll make people vibe with you and interact with you even more on social media in closing, Selena, what's next for yourself and your brand? And where can our ladies and listening find you as far as your website, socials? Give us everything before you go. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, first, my um, business Instagram is Design House 1129. Um, I'm a big Twitter person, guys. Mm-hmm. And on Twitter, my personal um, Twitter is Selena.Carter. That's S E L E V N A Carter. My website is dh1129.art, not .com, but .art. And um, what's next for me? Um, it's so crazy because I really, I really want to venture outside of lights now. Like I'm ready to now that I have a, a audience that knows that I'm an artist. I'm I'm ready to jump into YouTube. I'm ready to start yes. showing. Yes, I'm start, I'm ready to start showing guys, you guys like that. You know what I do, and with the little bit of resources that I have available to me in Baltimore, and me making things pop the way that I did, you know it's fun. Like it's a little puzzle that you have to put together. I want to show you guys that, and even more so, I just want to start. I want to really start submerging myself into my art, and I really like. I really want to get back into my sculpture, my painting, my drawing, and teaching people that there is a way to monetize your art and you know artists the stigma of artists have to be broke so you know that people aren't going to buy your art that's over with especially in the social media age and I really want to get into showing people that it's money to be made out here on social media but if you learn the game and you play the game well you can be that person too regardless of your field or medium or whatever you know, I want to teach people how to do that because it worked out for me because I studied so long. So maybe if I can teach others, we can all be out here thriving and eating in the social media world. Yes. Thank you so much, Selena, for joining us this week. And thank you, ladies, so much for tuning in to yet another episode on the Willing Podcast. You ladies can listen in on this podcast on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify, any podcast system platform there is. We are basically on, sis. Thank you, ladies, once again for tuning in. And you ladies who hear me next week for our season finale of season three. Peace, ladies. Have a safe weekend.